Hello everyone and welcome along to our first podcast uh, for Northumberland FA. Um, we have got Paul Bryson on today um, and Paul's going to discuss his coaching journey um, which has been predominantly through the youth development phase through to the professional development phase. Um, Paul, do you just want to in introduce yourself and just a little bit around your coaching journey um, and I suppose from Gated College through to where you are now at Northumbria? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, the journey started uh, whilst I was still playing non-league football, to be fair, Gary. Um, I got offered the the uh, player manager's uh, job at Chelsea Street and I think it was about 25 years ago. Um, loved, loved, loved that part of the job, uh, the managing, the coaching, um, and also still playing, which was really, really important. Um, I then went on to do me uh, prelim. Uh, I think it was round about the 1997, 98, uh, then level two, and then the UEFA B. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to go and work at Sullen Football Club part-time 2001, which is about 19 years ago. Uh, worked in the youth phase predominantly there um, till, I, till I went full-time. Uh, in 2015, um, but alongside that, uh, in 2002, I got offered a, the, the role at Gateshead College uh, to head the academy up there, which was full-time. That was a big decision at the time because obviously I was working, uh, had a good job at a factory, uh, but coaching was a love and football was a love and it's something that I wanted to do. Uh, so it wasn't really a big decision. Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't. I was good going to do something I loved. Um, and, and looking back, it was the best decision uh, I've made, to be fair. Um, and up to now, yeah, I'm working at, I, I, I left Sunderland in September. Um, and I now work at I2I, which is based at Northumbria, uh, with American students who come over and do a, a degree and they get coaching in the curriculum as well. What was the decision when you left Gated College and you, and, you, and you went to Sunderland full time, and, and I think that was was it with the 16s originally, it was the 15s yeah, 15s and 16s, 15s and yeah. 16s. And, and and what 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 type of decision was that for you to make? I think when I went into coaching, do you know how you you set your goals? Um, yeah. One of the goals was always to go and work at a professional club. Yeah, three year. Uh, before I went, I got offered the, the same post at Sunland, um, but I, I, I still thought there was some un, un, unfinished business to do it at, at Gated College, stroke Gated Football Club, because the link was pre predominantly getting better, um, and I wanted to see it through. I had started a Saturday side uh, at Gated, and I just thought it was a little bit too early to leave. Um, but then when the decision came three, th uh, three years later, which was 2015, I absolutely jumped at the chance uh, because of that goal that I had set that I wanted to work at a professional club, see what it was like, uh, experience it. Um, and I loved me, I, I can't say any other, I loved me five years that I, that I had at Sunderland. And I suppose working with the best players in the in the area, or some of the best players in the area, was something that you, you wouldn't want to pass by. Yeah, that's right, Gary. Yeah. Again, at that particular time, we had a real good crop of uh, 14s and 15s. Um, 
the the players involved with uh, Sam Greenwood, uh, Dan Neal, uh, Bolly Mumba. Obviously, Sam's at Leeds now. Uh, Bolly's at Norwich. Um, and uh, uh, Dan's in around the first team at Sunderland. And that was just an M three. Um, but it was a real a, a real good strong group. Um, and we had we had good groups coming underneath them as well. You know, so to, as you say, to work with the, the best players at their age. Uh, it was it was it was massively enjoyable. Yeah, fantastic, Paul. Have you have you had any role models as coaches that have been a big influence on you since you started out all them years ago? Yeah. You sort of been your big influences there. Yeah, I'd probably the, the 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 two people that I'd be forever grateful for um, is Alan Snowden uh, for giving us the opportunity at Gateshead. Um, and Jeb McNamee for giving us the opportunity at, at, at Sunderland. Um, and that was mainly, you know, you can have all, all the knowledge, your coaching badges, but unless you're given the opportunity, you know, to, to fulfil, you know, your, your, your dreams, um, it'll not happen. So I'll, I'll be forever grateful for them too, for giving us that opportunity. Going along on the on the coaching side of things, when I done me, when I done me B licence with Barney Jones and Rob Atkin, I looked up to them. I, I, you know, I thought the delivery was was really good and, and and real good guys, and I just thought if I could, you know, get to somewhere near their level, you'd be doing okay. And then when you went further afield to do your A license, you came across coach educators like Dick Beard, Martin Hunter, Stephen Rutter, um, who again, you know, they took the level up even even higher, and uh, really enjoyed. Going on CPD events after after getting your award, uh, especially when they were coaching, you know, because they took it to another level. Uh, a big influence early early on in me coaching was Glenn Hoddle. Um, I loved the way Glenn Hoddle played, but Glenn Hoddle he, he finished at Spurs uh, late on in his career, and he went to Monaco, I believe, and he came back as player manager at Swindon. Uh, and then he took the Chelsea job, and then later the England job. And he played he played the three three five two formation, which I hadn't came across. Um, and it was a it was a, a way I liked to play, and I, I was involved in playing and coaching it at the time. Uh, it was a uh, possession uh, based based team what he had. Um, so I, th I think Glenn Hoddle, looking back as well, the way I liked to play, uh, he had a big influence on us as well. And back at that time with Glenn Hoddle, you've mentioned that wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a fashionable formation that at the time, but he sort of changed that, didn't he, when yeah. he brought that in? Yeah, you did. Uh, right. And he was very successful at Swindon. Yeah, and 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 Chelsea as well, and he was still playing yeah. as well, Gary, at the time. Yeah. Um, and as I say, it, it was possession based. But you know, I was at Chelsea Street at the time. With all of a sudden, we had centre backs playing out from the back. Uh, we had an overload in midfield, which I was one of the midfield players, and it was it was a great way to play. And I just I, I thought that's going forward. That's that's the way I want my sides to play. And as uh, as you say, the, the majority of everybody stayed with a four four two, you know. Um, but this was you know he, he was probably late years ahead of himself, Glenn Hoddle. Mm. It's inter interesting how formations come round in full circle, isn't it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, as you've said, that possession-based uh, formation, and then you know, in, in the eighties, nineties, we went into four-four-two, and that's that's come back round again in the possession-based 
four yeah. nations. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... With the, with the withdrawn strike, don't they? Like yeah. Four, two, three, ones. But as you say, it's amazing, Gary, how it, how it, how it comes round again. How it comes yeah. round again. Different philosophies. And just, just mentioning that the, the influences there, Paul, on your coaching career, I came across Steve Rutter and Dick Baker on my year licence as well. And, you know, absolutely fantastic uh, coach educators and so much development to you as an individual they gave in, the, in, the, in their discussions and presentations and uh, you know Dick will be um, very sadly missed within within the game for what he for for what he did for football yeah. uh, and on a local basis you know you mentioned Barney and Rob um, still supporting the game still sharing their knowledge and experience which you know me and you both know that what you're always learning yeah. and hopefully that'll continue uh, on for many many years to come yeah. um looking at the phases paul that you've predominantly worked in um so that youth development phase and then going in into Sutherland with a uh, professional development phase um what would you say the major challenges uh, have been within the, within coaching in them phases for you? Yeah, yeah. For, for for me, um, it's definitely been the coaching style. Um, when you when you went on your your way for B and you your way for I, I got me your way for A. I think two thousand two thousand five, and it was predominantly a coaching course to see that the coach knew the game. You had to do it a certain way. Um, to, you know, to get you to, to tick the boxes to pass your to pass your course. Um, now that was good at the time, but there was nothing in there about players' development, and I think that's why that I think now, including in your including in your your, your, your licenses, but also your youth mods uh, for the way players players develop and players learn. I think it's I think that's massively important. Um, so I think I think. From from being more of a command style uh, in, in in the younger days and in, in the early days to, to to really changing the style to what suits the player at that particular time, I think that's that's probably been I would say the the, the most challenging. Um, and I've getting better with with experience on 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 what style to use. You know, do you do, do, you certainly still do need the command style, but you know your guided discovery, your question and answer, your trial and error, you, you know your different styles. I think that's probably been um, the most challenging. I just think I think society's changed as well, and I think probably years ago you could probably be a bit more demanding of players. I think I'm not too sure you can. I think it may. I think it's mainly got to come from the players now because. Demanding and commanding can be interpreted differently with, with, with different players, you know. I think that's really interesting, Paul, what you've said there. Uh, the way you've changed is, is you've, your experiences and your knowledge has changed of coaching, but also to change along with the players. Yeah. Because um, I think it's definitely player-centred now. 100%. You know, um, we've got to incorporate them and uh, what we're trying to do out on the pitch, um, but yeah, that's 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 really interesting. From a from a um, session design point of view, then um, how has that changed for you? 
over over the years. Yeah, yeah. Again, from the from going in with the the fifteens and sixteens, which was five six years ago, I wouldn't say the the the, the design has changed that much. But I, I I think again, your standards and your demands when you're working with the seventeen and eighteens, because of you know you've got to try and prepare them for 23's level, uh, which is which is the next level, getting a pro contract. So I think I, I think your demand, you, you, you've got to be a bit more demanding. Um, but to be fair, if you the, 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 the groups I've had at Sunland, I think a lot of the times that the players set the standards um, and they'll they'll be demanding of each other because they want the best. The, 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 not only do they want the best uh, for themselves, but they also want the best for the team as well. Um, and they want to be part of good sessions, uh, demanding sessions, something that, that, you know, sessions that they're learning from. So I think I think not so much the the design, because what we had at Sunland as well, we had a catalogue of, of sessions where you could, you, you know, add your, little, uh, add your little bits that you need to add. But the, 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 the session design for, for whatever you needed, whether you're in possession, out of possession, them sessions were all in a catalogue and you just, you know, for, for whatever uh, theme you were working to, um, that, that's that's what you picked, you know. So I think I think it's just, it's mainly again, uh, the, 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 the player um, and the, the, the design hadn't changed, the, the design hadn't changed that much, but firm believer of the plan do review and then when you when you come away from your session who exactly got what out of the session uh did the you know but what did they get that um that the, the had learning plans as well you know did yeah. they get chance to work on that weaker side of the in the session and i'm a firm believer not just did the session did the session go well but after the session making sure after or going through that seeing what most of the players actually did get out that session and is that that reflection of you reflecting on the session um or actually getting that reflection back from the players as well a, yeah a little bit of, a little bit of both gary as well obviously working with your assistant um which at the end was a, a guy called mickey collins um but also as you say the players on the one-to-ones I, th I think they're invaluable you know for, for the mm. players learning uh the, the the video analysis, um, you know, the clips that they get from their games, I think it's massively important for their learning. I, I really do. And then when you're having them meetings, what did you think of training the day? Could you have done better here? You know, you've done well. And just and just that interaction and the connection with the players, I think it's I think it's massively, massively important. Paul, we hear that much about the environment that we create as coaches. Um, and I, su I suppose it, it, these phases of the game, um, the youth development phase, and then moving into the professional de development phase that, that you work in at Sunderland, how important was that for you as the coach? And have you got any experiences that you can share with around the, that? The, the, the to be fair, again, the first first three years that I worked at Sunderland, about four, four years, uh, Jim McNamee obviously was an academy manager and he was all about the environment. It needs to be a good learning environment. The, the, the players need to come in, they need to enjoy it. You know, you, you, the, the, they need to embrace it. 
and and that's and that's the environment. But again, I, I said something before there about the players. I think the players dictate that as well. I really, if you get a good bunch of players and they've been brought up the right way through the system, that that, that environment, that demands, you, you know, that 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 will come, and that was. That was, it was a it was a great learning environment, Sunland for the for the for the young players. Um, and just a little shake the hands, you know, the, the, all little all little things that build up to a, a good environment. You know, letting the players be free to express themselves. I loved the webinar uh, the other uh, the other week were were, were Graham uh, Graham Carrick when he mentioned Tony Whelan. And he says sometimes the coaches have just got to put the badges in the drawer. <laughs> and let, I thought, honest, Gary, and I, and that's happened so many times. Yeah. Let 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 them play, let them enjoy it, and they'll, they'll still be learning. Yeah. You know, they'll learn better. They'll learn better. So I think I think the environment's massively important, and I've been fortunate enough to work in a good environment. And for grassroots coaches. Working in the grassroots game, can you see, you know, your experiences, how they would work within the grassroots game as well, which may be a little bit more challenging? Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Um, I've, I've, I've since, since coming out to Sunderland, I've, I've done a little bit of Newcastle City Juniors. Um, and again, I've, I've been looking at the coaches there. There's, there's some good coaches coming through. And I think the coaches are getting more qualified now. Um, and I think they they are understand they're not just it's not just parents taking a tip they're getting qualified whether the parents are not they're getting qualified to actually know what the environment's about how how they understand that the players are developing and how they learn so I I, th I think the standard in grassroots is getting better and yeah. I think parent I think parents are are getting better as well I think years ago obviously the parents used to scream and shout on the sideline. I, I, I don't see I don't see that now. I certainly, if if it has been, it's been isolated occasions. And I think that comes down to edu the education that yeah. clubs are, are, are giving out, as well as the coach education courses that the FA are delivering to, to support the the volunteers yeah. as they are, and, and, and parents. Um, are not parents are, are coming through the system and taking all this information on, which is only supporting their development, but also supporting the grassroots game and the development of the players, which ultimately um, some of them are going to move on to the to the professional game, which clubs. is what you want when they come into the clubs, Paul, from yeah. your experience. Yeah. Um, interesting one, developing the individual or developing the person um the person I, I i think you've got to get a real you know we talk, i keep I, I keep hearing ben rogers and i, I was on, i was fortunate enough to be on the license with brendan rogers um and i keep him i keep hearing him say about connections and relationships and i think you've got to really really form good relationships with the person develop the person um really get to know them well um, not just when they're at, in, in your academy, you know, from half past eight to four o'clock. What do they do away from home, uh, away from the academy? You know, what, what what's the parents like? Have they got the support of the parents? And I think 
if 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 you really really develop the the person, the the, the rest will look after itself. I I I really do, and and it's you've got to really really care for them as well, and you've got to show that you care. And I think if you do that, you'll give the you you'll give the person uh, that 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 much better chance of getting where the ability and the and the attitude will want to take them to. Yeah, I think that the, the, they come to us, don't they, as coaches, they come to our teams uh, and they're all different and they've been brought up with different backgrounds, Paul. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to understand them and what their needs are Yeah. Uh, before we can actually start thinking about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then once you've done that, and you know, you see, it's great, it's great when you... And, that's you know you keep saying that line's not going to be a straight line. You're going to get your bumps. You're going to get your your bruises on yeah. the way. But it's it's great to see the ones who go through and make it at the first team or, or, or somebody else's first team. But it is it, it is great to see the person develop into a, a young adult um, and wh whatever career that they, they, they want to take. If you've had a little bit part of playing their development, I get as much enjoyment out of that. Absolutely, absolutely, Paul. Um, Paul, what what have you seen over the years as is your, you know, best format of CPD to to increase your skill set, your knowledge around the game? As you mentioned at the start, you you know what we're always learning, we're still yeah. learning. Um, what have you found the best way for you to to, to gain that over the years? Actually, that. The I think it's great, you know, what, what yourselves are doing now, uh, you know, with the with the webinars and and everything in the in these testing times. My favourite CPD events is, is is when I was still is when I was still playing, and I, I was I was more of a, a kinesthetic learner. I think it is. I used to love to, you know, be in the LMV11. Uh, I learned that way better. I really, did. yeah. In being in and amongst it. You kept me attention, um, and that's that. that they're, they're certainly the CPDs uh, events that that I loved. Um, but we, we spoke about, um, you know, what 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 Neil and Ben used to do um, with the CPD events when they used to have Chris Coleman on, um, Lee Clark was on. You know, like fantastic coaches and and, and fantastic and fantastic people to to, to learn from. Um, so I, I I love them CPDs as well, but I think he's doing a great job. You know, with the webinars, uh, the Premier League had have had different webinars with obviously different subjects as as, as the months have went on. Um, but certainly, I used to like the the, the CPDs in my younger days when I when I could when I could join in. Because I, 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 as I say, I, I learned that way better. But everybody's different, I know. Yeah, um, taking part. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Paul, moving forward, so yeah, Northumbria Uni at this at this present time. Uh, what does the future hold for you yeah. as, a, as a coach? Yeah, well, obviously I'm getting getting no younger either. Um, <laughs> but I'd, as I say, I started this. Um, I started with IDLI in September uh, and really, really enjoying the role. It's a cohort of uh, American students that come to Northumbria to do the. A three-year degree it is, so, so it's in the second year at the minute. Um, so we'll have a new cohort of students coming in this September. Uh, we're starting a women's academy, um, which is based at Northumbria as well. And, and I'd lie up here, 
uh, whilst it's been going down York for four or five years, Idlewhite at Northumbria, um, it's, it's, it's going to get bigger and it's going to get better. And I'm just looking forward to being part of that. Uh, to, 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 to be fair, the, the lovely people, the owners, um, and the, the joy to work for, to be fair. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, just to finish, Paul, some quick fire questions. Um, so, favourite player of your lifetime and why? Um, I think I touched on before. I mean, it's been been stacked, but I, I, I would I would say Glenn Hoddle uh, mainly because he uh, I loved his passing range when he played. He scored fantastic goals uh, and also assisted. Uh, but also he had a big influence when I was just starting my uh, coaching career, uh, the way my teams played, uh, the, the way the team I wanted my teams to play. So I'll probably say, I'll, I'll probably say Glenn Hoddle is me is, is my favourite player. Pass the ball like you, Paul. <laughs> 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 um, favourite current player? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I love watching him. I think he's got superb quality. Uh, great ability to unlock defenses, um, and he always he always seems to have an answer, which I which which I love. He, he's just so easy on the eye. What would you change in the game? Oh, this VAR, this <laughs> this VAR. Um, you know how you the the goal the, the other week, Patrick Banford when he's he's pointing for the ball to play it down the side and they give offside because he's his arms in an offside position. I, I'm, I'm just not having it. Um, and some of the other decisions, um, th th they'll make a decision, they'll wait for it, they'll send the ref over to the monitor, he'll have a look at the monitor, he'll come back and he, he'll come back still with the wrong decision. So you're saying, come on, what's... So that, so that would be yeah. the, that would be the, that would be the thing at the minute. Yeah. Best player, best player you've coached, Paul? Jordan Henderson. Um, Coached him as a 13, 14, 15 year old. Absolutely fantastic attitude. Um, always, always used to say a thing about. I think when you ask young players now, what do you want to be? Uh, they'll say, oh, I want to be a footballer. Jordan didn't want to be a footballer. Jordan needed to be a footballer, and there's a big difference there. Mm. Best coach you've played under, Paul? Actually, going back, when I played at Tau Law, uh, there was a manager called Billy Bell, where he was a coach, I classed him more as a coach. He was light years ahead of himself, and the, the players that played in the Tau Law side were his, uh, Paul Haley's, Kevin Campbell's, Kevin Blair's. They'll say the same about Billy Bell. He was, I think he went to watch Liverpool, train Leeds, Dunreavy, all, all those years ago, and he was, he was just fantastic. He, he was, as I say, a light years ahead of his time. Best manager is probably Shuey Sherwood, um, who I played for at Appleton, and he, he was alongside me at Chessies. He was a great um, motivator. Hmm. Best coach you've worked with, worked alongside? Um, in, me, in me last year at Sunderland, a guy called Michael Collins. Um, he'd obviously been a pro. Uh, Played for Leighton Orient. Clearly, he was about 34, 35, and it was his, he, he, his first. Well, actually, he was at Bradford and he got the Bradford manager's job. He only lasted a couple of months there. He had a couple of bad results, uh, but he came, he, he came to Sunderland. 
and he was he was he was really good, vibrant, uh, you know, great to get on with. Uh, always seen things from a, like a different way to me, so so, so that was good. We, we, we got on really well. So Mickey Collins, Mickey Collins, I would say. Best bit of advice to any young players out there? A couple of little sayings and ability gets you in the changing room. Your attitude keeps you in the changing room. Um, and again, that speaks for itself. And a, and, a, and, a, and a little saying that I've had for ages, rather suffer the pain of discipline than the pain of regret. Meaning give everything you can to get where you want to get to. Um, and as I say, uh, that, that's 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 good advice, I think. Yeah, very good, Paul. And the best bit of advice you could give to any young coaches? Uh, keep learning, keep evolving. Keep the, yeah. the, the the games keep evolving. It's keep moving on. You've got to move on with it. Uh, care for every player, um, but also at, at the end of it, be yourself. Be yourself. Paul, thank you very much for sharing your experiences with us today and good luck in the future. No worries, Gary. Great to speak to you. Stay safe, Paul.